A recent Kiplinger theme poll is shedding light on the latest data regarding the financial concerns of retirees and pre-retirees in the wake of the recent market volatility, inflation, and fears of potential recession. The data seems to point to a glaring concern of what constitutes a secure retirement. And now, Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. Well, hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and this is Wealth Over Taxes. Robin Whitlock and Kevin Sullivan, their advisors of the Infinite Wealth Advisors, like to welcome them both in. And uh, we're gonna we got a lot of meat on this uh, on this show here today, guys. So I'm going to start with this uh, Kiplinger survey that was conducted in June. They asked about 800 Americans their thoughts on retirement. So let's uh, dig into these numbers. Here's the first thing, guys: retirees on the outlook of their financial future. What do you see? Well. You know, we see that seventy uh, percent uh, of retirees expect to have enough money um, and enough income uh, to live comfortably, uh, and sixty-six percent are confident that they will not run out of money in retirement. Yeah, but on the other hand, pre-retirees are far less confident in their financial future in retirement. With less than fifty-five percent of respondents say they will not run out of money at some point. Let's talk about stock market volatility. And concerns. Seems to be some concerns uh, there, especially lately. Sure. So, you know, 49% of retirees responded uh, having concerns about the market and potential market volatility. Um, and then 64% of pre retirees um, are sharing uh, those same concerns. You know, we, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we do uh, for our clients is uh, a risk assessment and a risk analysis to make sure that the client has the ability to weather through those storms uh, with these big market downturns um, and to deal with things like inflation um, and uh, anything from a financial point of view that could jeopardize a safe and secure retirement. You know, apparently, uh, I guess this is a good thing. We talk about some, uh, you know, what you do with uh, market volatility. A couple of things here in this Kiplinger report says that, uh, I guess it's not a not a huge concern that that they're not going to do a lot. Am I right? Yeah. So you know, from from our point of view, we never like to see uh, um, clients um, making emotional decisions about the portfolio. So you know, in you know, we we we, we constantly talk. Uh, Robin and I constantly talk uh, on the show about our forty sixty rule that 40% of what we do is financial management and 60% of what we do is behavioral management. Um, if the financial piece of that is under control and is properly planned out and the income requirements for the client are properly projected, um, then uh, what that results in is a minimal disruption uh, from the behavioral side where you're not making emotional decisions and making mistakes during uh, your retirement years. And, and Robin can speak more on that. We've been fielding a lot of calls in recent weeks regarding the market volatility and and um, inactivity sometimes can be a very bad thing. So we have to have a little reality check with the clients and say, okay, let's take a break. Let's reevaluate and let's move forward. Let's talk about Social Security. It's a, that's a big mountain to to climb onto and to discuss. What, what, what's this Kipling report showing about uh, Social Security, guys? 83% of retirees reported they have already claimed Social Security benefits, which in our practice, I know if, um, if we've gotten clients that have come in that are new clients, they 
we have found in recent history, they have already initiated Social Security only because they were fearful um, with recent events in the last two or three years. They just felt like it was the best thing to do, not always the right thing to do, but in in their opinions, it was the um, the right thing to do at that time. Um, and and therefore, I think the average age that we've seen uh, clients have turned on Social Security is age sixty three, and that. Social Security provides more than 50% of their retirement income. So we try to, uh, once that's been done, we can't really go back and and unwind that, but we can help clients be able to move forward and and make plans, uh, income plans moving forward, including that Social Security that they've already turned out. Yeah, and, and, you know, Social Security is a, um, it is not a behavioral decision. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people elect Social Security from a emotional point of view, um, and it is actually a quantitative calculation. So, you know, one of the things that's really critical um, and part of our in-depth planning process is to assess uh, the best timing for our clients on when they should actually be electing Social Security, whether it's done at age 62, 3, 4, 5, um, all the way up to age 70. Um, and there are a number of factors that you need to consider before you do that. Um, and as Robin stated, it's very difficult to unwind that once you've done it. Yep. Um, we, we do have clients that have have elected um, uh, and and if they've done that and uh, and you've elected within 12 months, um, you can go back and reset your Social Security by paying that money back to Social Security um, that will reset your uh, the clock. Um, you will get the annual increases um, because Social Security goes up every year that you wait to elect. Um, so we have had some clients do that. But um, I guess the point is is that what you want to do is you want to do a quantitative analysis of that, um, and you want to make that decision um, uh, with a lot of clarity. Yeah, you don't usually get a mulligan on Social Security uh, after you've uh, no. decided to get going on it. So do you find uh, with your clients, uh, just a quick question about the 50% or more, uh, it's their annual income. Uh, is that low, high, normal from what you're seeing? Uh, shouldn't it be a little uh, less than that for most retirees? I mean, I, I don't know that we see people that, that, that half of their income is coming from Social Security. Um, if you are a... Uh, uh, if we have a and we have a, a number of clients that were very high wage earners and, are, and that are fairly wealthy, um, so we, we don't. I don't think that we actually see um, a number quite that high. Um, but if you have two uh, two breadwinners um, that were high wage earners, um, it is quite possible, um, and they've maxed out their Social Security and they're both collecting. Um, it is quite possible that that Social Security could be. Uh, could end up being more than 50% of their annualized income. All right. We're talking about this Kiplinger study. And which of the following things would you worry less about if more of your retirement income was guaranteed? The first thing, running out of money. So, you know, the the planning process, um, uh, I don't want to make a blanket statement and say that the planning process eliminates that. But what the planning process does is it mitigates the exposure that you have to running out of money. Um, and what I mean by that is that we want to look and see what assets you have, where your income is coming from, and we want to align those assets so that you're getting the proper amount of income and you're not in a position um, where you're going to deplete assets down um, later on in life when things like you know healthcare, long-term care, um, and those elements that we consider to, that can be catastrophic if they're not correctly managed – um, can come in and, and, and decimate a, a, a client's retirement plan. 
I want to talk about inflation because everybody's talking about it and whether or not it could cause, yeah, hot topic could cause serious economical hardships for you. Uh, What do you see from uh, these results from the Kipinger study, guys? Uh, For retirees, people that are already retired, we've seen about 64% say that they are concerned about inflation um, causing an economic hardship and about 77% of of pollsters that are not retired um, see that as being a very big problem. Yeah, and you know, inf- inflation is a huge problem. I mean, so we just had the inflation number come out uh, earlier this week, um, and inflation uh, ticked up by another uh, 0.1%, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but the you know core inflation uh, rose by uh, almost a half a percent. And the the real problem with that is is that the CPI takes out the element of food and gas prices. So, um, and even though gas prices have been uh, coming down, not relative to where they were three, you know, two or three years ago, uh, but they are down for this year. Um, if you uh, if you have inflation that's that's basically skyrocketing at 8.3, um, 8.4 percent, um, that's purchasing power. And so, you know, that hundred thousand dollars that you have in the bank that you're not earning any returns on, um, that today buys a hundred thousand dollars worth of goods, next year um, buys, you know, ninety you know, $91,700 worth of goods. So um, that's a depletion of your ability to spend. So inflation is really uh, a major, uh, a major enemy here. All right, guys, I want to play a quick clip here. And uh, so Ed Yardelli, president of Yardelli Research, had this to say about inflation. I think we're going to be surprised how inflation uh, comes down. You know, we've had a pretty dramatic drop in the price of gasoline. Came down a lot in July, came down uh, further in August, we also saw used car prices coming down, and as strange as it seems, it's, uh, that was a big source of inflation in the CPI measures. Uh, all in all, I think we're going to see inflation moderating all by itself. Well, um, quick comment. <laughs> you know, I think Mr. Yardelli uh, needs, I don't know what he's smoking, but um, I can tell you that when we're seeing gas prices uh, basically plummet, um, yet inflation continues to rise. Um, we're seeing um, uh, the federal government, uh, you know, forcing more uh, money into the monetary system, um, and we don't have more goods. So inflation, for, for, for people that don't understand what, how inflation happens, inflation happens because there is too much money chasing too few goods. And so if you have a big influx of money and you do not have a big influx of product or you have a decrease of the amount of product, that is what causes inflation. So the more that the, that, that the government is spending and the more they flood the market with funds, um, the higher inflation is going to go. And until we get um, the, some of these infrastructure issues that we have under control and we stop spending money, inflation is going to continue to go up. All right, Kevin, we're going to running out of time in the first segment. I know you'd like to talk to our listeners about what you like to offer each uh, segment as well. Now is a good time. Let's open up the phone lines. We keep a few openings reserved for radio listeners on our calendar each week. So if you're one of the next few callers with at least $200,000 saved for retirement, we would like to provide you with a thorough strategic development process or second opinion review of your current situation. What we'll do first is review your tax returns. We often can uncover long-term tax issues that exist in IRAs, maybe capital gains taxes, or even social security taxes. 
The second thing we'll do is establish your retirement income goal. This is money that you're going to need to cover the cost of enjoying your lifestyle all the way through retirement, not just the first five or 10 years. We can employ strategies to stay on track with or beat inflation and taxes, as well as taking into account long-term care. We're also going to help you by analyzing your current investments. We can show you the real cost of fees and the calculated risk exposure level in your current situation. People are amazed at the amount of fees they are currently paying sometimes. So call now and get on the schedule for this thorough strategic development process or second opinion review of your current situation. And that's what they do. That's what Robin and Kevin do for you. Our goal of the show is to help you make the best decisions. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, get a hold of Robin or Kevin at 800-757-6062. The number 800-7500-6062. They will be there for you. All right. Wrapping up the first segment here, we're going to take a short break. Uh, what's next, guys? Just what is a safe withdrawal rate of your retirement dollars? Depends on how much you've saved, on what the rate of inflation is coupled with interest rates, the stock market, and more. And it could change over the course of your retirement. Details when we come right back. Welcome back to the show. I am your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and we have with us Robin Whitlock and Kevin Sullivan. The show is Wealth Over Taxes, and they are from Infinite Wealth Advisors. They're fiduciary advisors. They have almost 40 years combined experience. We've been tackling uh, issues already uh, in the first segment regarding to your retirement. What's what's the important things that, that you want to know about? Well, let's see. There are several factors that determine what safe withdrawal rate is for your retirement nest egg going to start with the definition of what safe withdrawal is i can see the whiteboard is up there you guys got your chalk you're ready to go your markers let's let's dig into this guys <laughs> so you know a safe retirement is going to be represented by the maximum amount of funds that you uh, are should be taking out of your uh, retirement portfolio um, and uh, it depends the the percentage depends on each individual um, generally a rule of thumb uh, you know, you hear 3%, you hear 4%, you hear 5%. Um, and it really depends on, it depends on the individual client. Um, it depends on what their requirements are. It depends on what their income needs are. Um, our philosophy is, uh, again, as part of our planning process, is to under forecast what we think we're going to uh, get in the way of a return and over forecast what we think we're going, what, what we think the client is going to spend. Um, and chances are that you're going to make more and spend less, uh, which makes you know perfect sense with regard to making sure that you maintain the integrity of those retirement accounts and your income uh, over your lifetime. So the four percent rule, like so, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, your nest egg is four thousand. Is that that the amount of money you're withdrawing? Is that how that works? Yes, that is correct. You take four percent of your nest egg and come up with that figure, and yes, that is correct. Do you find your clients sticking to that, or do you have to reel them in sometimes? How does that work? Um, both. Uh, <laughs> we we have clients that that because, you know, uh, we have clients that that read the four percent rule or the five percent rule. Um, again, I, I, you know, from Robin and I's point of view, uh, you know, when you've seen one client and you've seen one withdrawal rate, you've seen one client, you've seen one withdrawal rate, and it depends. Um, you certainly don't want to exceed. Um, uh, a five percent, so that's sort of our uh, that's sort of our upper threshold. Uh, 
generally what we like to see because when you see withdrawal rate, um, you know, withdrawal rate to a lot of people is, well, if I have $100,000 and my withdrawal rate is four, that means next year I have 4% of $96,000 that I'm going to draw down from, which means that your withdrawals are going to go down, not up. So the withdrawal rate is dependent upon, one, what you're you're physically taking out of the portfolio, but more importantly, it is also driven by what the return on the portfolio on the portfolio is, um, you know, so one of the, one of the things that we always try to do is we try to have some, when we do our planning process is to have uh, critical elements that are providing, um, you know, guaranteed income for people, um, over their lifetime. And then you can, it's a lot easier to manage the portfolio. Um, when we have those it's predictability, um, yeah, the, the predictability, that's a good point, Robin. So the predictability of what income is coming in where and where that's coming from. So if, if you are drawing down, you know, like 4% and, you know, which is $4,000, is that, is that their money that they, they're living on each month or, or, you know, obviously, obviously you got social security and other, other factors, but this is the, what the discretionary income. Uh, am I getting this right? Or am I m- missing the point? It, it depends on in our practice it depends on what that bucket of money is used for but overall overall that is it's all inclusive it's four percent of all of your assets used to cover your overhead okay and um do you find it necessary to adjust along the way if uh, some absolutely some things come absolutely. up with 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 your clients Yes, I'm, I'm thinking of a few clients, too, um, because it is a, a fluid income plan that we prepare. Um, obviously, you want to have your guaranteed income pieces, but then we make adjustments throughout the year. We'll meet with clients regularly if there's um, additional cash flow needs, if, if someone needs to pay for college tuition or if there's HVAC or, or those usual things, um, we can make adjustments and try to keep the client within their safe parameters. But it's it's good that we use a benchmark of their guaranteed lifetime income and then we can fill from other, um, other assets that are not set up to be guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the flexibility uh, and, 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 and Robin, to Robin's point, the flexibility of being able to make adjustments to that plan. I mean, once you do the income plan, that thing is going to have to be adjusted every year. Um, and, and there's a lot of factors that can come in that would make you adjust it up or down. Um, as an example, you know, in the, in the previous segment, we were talking about inflation. Um, you know, if you're withdrawing, you know, four thousand dollars in our in our in our hundred thousand dollar example with the four with a four percent distribution rule, you're taking out four thousand dollars. Well, if inflation's running at eight percent, um, you know, next year you need to take out four thousand dollars plus another eight percent of four thousand dollars in order to main just maintain the integrity um, of your lifestyle. So, you know, that planning process is really critical. And, and having a financial a, a firm that can come in and guide you through that and make adjustments uh, and account for things like inflation, um, uh, portfolio returns, um, uh, spending requirements, um, and, and adjusting that thing so that we're making sure that you're staying in your lane during those retirement years. So it's all part of that bucketing strategy you guys talk about, that you know, having money in different, in different in buckets? That is correct. Yeah, so the, you know the bucketing, the bucketing piece of it is is is, is also important. You know, I think that um, um, a lot of people it, it makes it simple for people to understand when you're when you're using a bucket strategy, um, uh, because in, in its simplest terms. Uh, but 
the the complexity of what is in each individual bucket um, is is really what's going to require you to have a intelligent and sophisticated um, uh, portfolio manager um, and an advisor that can actually manage you through that. So you're managing through things like these big market corrections, inflation, you know, and all the things that we're talking about. You know, back to the to our forty sixty rule. Um, if you're managing the money and you're you're managing that that forty percent, and we have that under control, you are very unlikely to have uh, that sixty percent come in and make a behavioral decision that potentially could be detrimental, uh, you know, and put you in reti- in, into trouble during your retirement years. So, you, you know, you monitoring that it's not a set it and forget it. I mean, you have to you have to take just as much time. Um, to manage your way through the portfolio and and have the advisor uh, managing you through uh, the distribution and the return process to make sure that you're not getting yourself in trouble and you're not making any behavioral mistakes um, that are going to jeopardize you know that are going to jeopardize your situation. Now I know you you meet with your clients regularly, whether it's on the phone or whether it's in the office or you know Zoom meetings or whatever whatever available to you at the time. But and but is there an annual strategy? Say okay, so this this is and I know every, not everything's set in stone. But say okay, so this is our strategy now going forward. We're going to lock this in for a year unless there's some mitigating circumstances, and then you meet with them the following year and reset. Is that pretty much what happens? Yeah, and sometimes you know sometimes the the resetting is you know we we look at the income plan and we say. Uh, you know, we ask questions, we get updated information on what spending habits are. Um, and sometimes, you know, you, you we tell you everything's good. We're just going to let this ride for another year. And then there's other circumstances. I know Robin had one just this past week where she had to go in and make some adjustments because the client's circumstances changed. Um, and so when that happens, um, again, 40-60 rule, a lot of clients, when they have uh, changes in their situation, tend to make emotional decisions about what they're doing. And that is not the time to be making those decisions. You want to make quantitative decisions based on dollars and cents um, and not make those emotional mistakes. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. Part of our process, when we do the initial planning for you, the initial retirement planning, we determine what your financial needs are. We look at your expenses, um, your social security, pensions, other sources of retirement income, um, we factor in your life expectancy when we're calculating those RMDs, so we know what your required distributions are going to have to be. And then we um, look at any health concerns, looking at maybe a long-term care scenario. We take all of those um, scenarios to create the initial plan, and then, Gary, to your point, every year, um, if not more often, we get together with the client, and we make those adjustments from the initial plan because the, the plan is fluid. You ever been on the phone with yeah, somebody so, uh, and uh, Robin or, or Kevin and, and and you go, you bought what? A Maserati? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. In fact, we have had that happen in recent weeks and it was a Bentley. <laughs> oh, yes. nice. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're very passionate about guiding clients through uh, a secure and independent retirement. Um, so that's why every week we keep a few openings on our calendar for listeners to sit down, get a no cost obligation. Uh, or second opinion to review uh, your portfolio, look at your income requirements, and make sure that you're on the right path. The consultation will help you determine how prepared you and your portfolio are to handle dangers like inflation, market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money. 
and we'll work just as hard to help you protect and grow it. Our strategies are often used by people with millions of dollars saved for retirement. You have the desire and the commitment, and we have the knowledge and expertise. So for the next 10 callers, get a fact-based approach that you deserve with better answers to your financial challenges and objectives by calling now. We have offices in High Point and Mooresville, North Carolina, and you'll be speaking with uh, Kayla and or Stephanie, um, and they are more than happy to get you set up and get on our schedule. All right, the first step, sit down with a financial coach with uh, Kevin or Robin. Something we've been talking about resonates with you. We feel the need to get a second opinion. You want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals and how much risk tolerance you're taking. Just call them, 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. So, you know, when they get the call, I'm buying a Bentley or a Maserati, you'll be prepared for them. Me, would be more like, hey, I'm getting a Kia. So uh, nothing wrong with Kia. But anyway, uh, moving forward, we are going to take a short break. What is up next? It's easy to forget that all that money you saved in your 401k or IRA is going to be taxed on the way out. Thanks to the required minimum distribution. When we come back, RMD mistakes to avoid. Welcome back to the show. I am with Robin Whitlock and Kevin Sullivan. They are advisors of Infinite Wealth Advisors. The show is Wealth Over Taxes. Oh, I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And we are uh, halfway through the show right now, digging into some of the topics that retirees and pre-retirees are very concerned with. The pre-retirees in that red zone want to know what to do next. Well, let's uh, talk about this. After saving for years in an IRA or 401k or other tax-deferred retirement plan, you eventually have to take the money out. And unfortunately, Uncle Sam's got to get their cut and pay taxes on it. We're talking about RMDs. Robin, what do you got for us? Wow. RMDs are a lot of fun. People don't really think that through until we sit down and we, we start creating this income plan and they realize, oh, when I hit 72, I have to start taking a required minimum distribution, which for a lot of folks, that is that is very painful because with RMDs come taxes. And the IRS has made changes to policy in recent years where now the required minimum distribution age is 72. So the year that you turn 72, you will need to take a required minimum distribution. Generally, you have to take that RMD by December 31st each year. However, in your first year, you have the ability to push that RMD out until April 1st of the year after you turn 72. However, you will need to take the following year's RMD in that same year. So that is a double tax whammy for you if you do that. And part of our planning process um, that we go with uh, or go through with clients is we will determine whether it makes the most sense to start that in the year you're 72 or to push that out until that second year. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the big things that, that, that our planning process does for, for clients is it is that it allows us to, to, to see that required minimum distribution coming up over the horizon. Um, because once you hit 72 is very difficult, if not impossible to manage people through that required minimum distribution process. Um, the RMD process, when you start to distribute, depending on the size of your uh, IRA or your 401k plan, uh, it can be detrimental. It can it can affect your income tax bracket, so it can push you up into a higher bracket. Um, 
it can affect you know what you're paying for Medicare because it also again pushes your uh, modified adjusted gross income up, and so you can end up paying a higher percentage um, of your Social Security um, into Medicare each year. So again, you know, planning that and seeing that in advance and being able to take active steps to control that distribution amount is really important. Um, and again, it's part of our planning process. It's something that we do. Uh, a lot of clients take that required minimum distribution and they put it in the bank. Um, and they say, well, I'm just saving my required distribution. Yeah, but you're not. You know, if you've got a $40,000 a year required distribution um, and, you know, you're taking that and you're putting it into the bank, you're not putting $40,000 into the bank. You're putting the $40,000 distribution, less taxes, and that's what you're saving. So, you know, maybe you're saving $32,000, not forty. So that's a, you know, that means that every time you take $4 out, you only put $3.20 in the bank. So that's typically not a good plan. Mm-hmm. And this seems so complicated to me. I can't imagine anybody would want to go this go this alone. But unfortunately, people do. And they make mistakes, don't they? That is true. That is true. I can think um, offhand. We had a client. This has been probably 10 or 12 years ago. He had been doing his own RMD calculations for several years. And when he came to us and became a new client, we realized that he had been taking the wrong amounts for RMDs. He was using um, incorrect data. And to calculate your RMD, it is based on your account balance at the prior end of the prior year. And I know a lot of custodians will send out those fair market value letters in January, but you take the value at the end of the prior year and you determine what your life expectancy factor is based on your age at the end of the current year. And there is a IRS pub 590B that would provide that information to you. But we can do that in our planning process and provide you with what those RMDs are. Because if you take the wrong amount, there is a 50% excise tax on the funds that you did not withdraw that you were required to do so. Yeah. So what that, so what that excise tax means is that if you have a if you have a $50,000 required minimum distribution that you're supposed to take, and for some reason you don't calculate it correctly and you only take 25000 the penalty on that is not only the extra 25000 but another $12,500 on top of that that you have to take out that is, that's the amount that you actually have to pay in the way of a penalty. And that's a very, very, very expensive uh, mistake to Ooh, make. Boy. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, I was never good in math. That's why I wound up in radio for many, many years. And I would never go this. I would never do this on my own. And also, there's a there's a, RMD rules are different for IRAs and 401ks too, right? That that is correct. People think that if they have the IRAs and the 401ks, they total those values up and come up with their number. And the rule is for all of your IRAs, you can add up all the IRA balances, divide those values by your life expectancy factor. And you take that from those IRA accounts as your RMD. And then if you've got a 401k, and if you have multiple 401ks, if you have multiple employer plans and you've just kept them in the 401k over the years, you have to take a required minimum distribution from each 401k. You cannot combine those 401ks. And then, of course, if you have a a Roth 401k, you have to take um, a distribution from the Roth 401k as well, but it's not taxable. But there, there are a lot of rules. They're confusing. And every time that there's an update, it is a scramble for all of us tax professionals trying to uh, re-memorize all of the rules. Yeah, I mean, the, the moral of the story there is is that 
whether it's us or whether you use somebody else, but have a planner, have an advisor come in, do a plan for you, see what that required minimum distribution is going to look like, um, uh, and, and, and be able to make predictive uh, uh, um, actions that you can take to either mitigate those big withdrawals or to control them, or even if it's just simply to make sure that what you're taking is the correct amount. Um, that 50% penalty is, that is a deadly penalty to have um, for, for making a math mistake. Uh, and the Internal Revenue Service, uh, they do not make it easy to calculate what your proper required minimum distribution is. Um, and a lot of the custodians that manage those IRAs where people that are holding their IRAs there are not making the correct calculations either. So you wanna have somebody come in and double check that, make sure that it's right. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a measure measure twice, cut once. <laughs> and to that point, if you have a younger spouse, a spouse that's more than 10 years younger than you are, then the calculation is different, which can be very confusing as well. So it's really important that you meet with a professional to help you determine your proper RMD so you don't um, become one of those folks in that grouping of uh, penalty payers. Well, I just find it's hard to believe. I mean, the, the IRS, it's, they're not that helpful. It's not that easy. I can I find it very difficult to believe. You know, I, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? No. I'm here to yeah. help you. Yeah, if, the, if the government walks on your door and flashes a badge and says, hi, I'm from the IRS and I'm here to help, you need to be really worried about that. <laughs> yeah. oh. Now, also, too, one of the factors, too, that a lot of people still work after uh, 72, that, that requires uh, other special rules, doesn't it? That is true. Um, if you are continuing to work beyond 72, you do not have to take an RMD from your current employer plan while you're still employed unless you are a 5% or more shareholder in the company or owner of the company. But if you have other accounts outside of your current employer plan after the age of 72, you still need to take RMDs from all of those other accounts. Do you find these tax laws change frequently or every now and then? I mean, you got to keep up with this, right? Yes, I do. Yes, we do. They, um, yeah, the rules changed in, and so uh, secure act the end of 2019, yeah, 2019. So it used to be 70 and a half where you had to take your, and I don't know who came up with 70 and a half, but you used to have to start taking your required distribution at seven and a half. And the fact is, is that people are living longer. And so the internal revenue service had to make an adjustment to the life expectancy tables. Um, at, you know, and again, what, you know, as, as part of our planning process, you know, we, do those calculations in advance so we can kind of anticipate, you know, what those uh, distributions are going to look like uh, and make sure that you're zeroed down on what the distribution is going to be and then help you manage your way through that, uh, whether it's from an investment point of view uh, uh, or to Robin's point from a taxation point of view, you just want to make sure you have those things under control, uh, not looking at it or hoping you know, I, my standard philosophy in the office here is that hope is not a plan. So let's not hope. Let's be definitive. Let's understand where we are. Let's understand where we're heading. Um, and let's make sure that we're making and taking the correct steps in order to get us from point A uh, to point B. So if what we're talking about has struck a chord and you want to be certain you're on the right path uh, of your own with your own plan, uh, give us a call. We keep a few openings on our calendar each week for just for our listeners. Uh, so for the next 10 people to call us right now, we'll sit down as your fiduciary advisor and make sure you understand where you're, where you're at, what options you have, um, so that you can make the best decisions for yourself um, and for your family moving forward. 
throughout our years of serving our community, we found that a lot of folks don't have a true understanding of three basic things. One, they don't know how much they're paying in fees and commissions. Two, they don't know how much uh, unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest egg. And three, they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. So for the next 10 callers, we'll sit down, we'll help you understand how each of those issues is gonna impact you. So give us a call today. You can talk to Kayla or Stephanie and they will get you set on our calendar and we'll look forward to seeing you. All right, folks, no cost, no obligation to get your better handle on your financial situation to find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions with future tax implications and how much income you need to securely generate once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. Talk to wait, Kayla and who? Stephanie. Stephanie. Kayla and Stephanie. They're very nice people and they'll help you out. 800-757-6062. And uh, the show is Wealth Over Taxes. We're with Robin Whitlock and Kevin Sullivan. They're with Infinite Wealth Advisors. We are going to take a short break. What you got next, guys? Listeners have questions and we have answers. It's next right here on Wealth Over Taxes. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. This is Wealth Over Taxes. It's always a pleasure to sit down each week and talk to Robin Whitlock and Kevin Sullivan. They're advisors of Infinite Wealth Advisors. We've talked about inflation. We talked about RMDs. talked about all kinds of things already today. And this is one of the favorite parts of the show for the guys and myself here when we uh, get letters and emails and texts from listeners. So Daniel in Winston-Salem, let's start off with Daniel. Call me a nerd. Okay, Daniel, you're a nerd. Nerd. But I've I've always had fun researching and buying and selling stocks as a hobby. Okay. However, my wife isn't so thrilled about me continuing this hobby as we get into retirement. Maybe uh, Daniel should take up golf or something. Uh, Anyway, uh, which is only a couple of years away from retirement. Any advice on how to find some uh, common ground here, middle ground here? Uh, Stop, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, Daniel, you might have an expensive hobby, especially in the last uh, year or two. But um, yes, he is correct. They are approaching retirement and that hobby needs to cease and he needs to uh, make contact with a financial advisor and sit down and create a plan to see if he can continue this hobby. What I've told um, clients, I've, I've got some clients that even with all the retirement planning that we do and the management that we do of portfolios, clients still like to have those little accounts, mad money accounts. So I I tell them that is perfectly fine as long as those accounts are not interfering with your retirement dollars that you use to cover your overhead. So, yes, so I I, I agree with this wife. It's time to (laughs) let's get real. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the, you know, one of the big things that that we see um, and that uh, we get a lot of questions about is that, you know, oh, I saw this on you know, Bloomberg, or I saw this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm watching Mad Money and, you know, and, and they're telling us that we should be buying this or selling that. You know, the fact of the matter is, by the time that information is showing up on CNBC or Bloomberg, it's, that's not the time to be making the decision. Because yeah, that ship has sailed, right? Yeah. Yeah, that ship has already left the dock. And so when you go <laughs> to step off the dock, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to fall in the water. Yeah. So, 
Um, so I think it's, I agree with Robin. I, you know, we, we think that it's okay to have a little mad money account for, cause a lot of people like to do it as a hobby doing their research. But, um, again, you from a risk mitigation point of view, you want to mitigate that risk. Um, make sure that you're talking to a, to a advisor who's got a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that you're on plan, uh, that is the written an income plan for you and making sure that you're staying on that plan. Is there a support group for that? Or there should be, I think, I would think, huh? you know, <laughs> see, I'd rather, I'd rather play the ponies. I'd rather go to the track. That's my handicapping thing is stay away from those stock stuff. Okay. Listen, there's people that are really good at, at, at managing those little accounts, but I can also tell you that um, uh, one of the things you don't want to do uh, from a relationship point of view, uh, so, you know, again, we talk about our 40-60 rule, 40% mm -hmm. financial, 60% mm -hmm. behavioral. Um, you want to create some behavioral upheaval um, in your family. Uh, go ahead and, and, and go lose 20 or 30% of your portfolio just, you know, just this year alone. Um, the markets are off almost 25%. So, you know, imagine you started off the year with a million and now you have 750,000, um, you know, back to our, our original segment where we're talking about drawing, you know, 4%, um, you're going to draw 4% of a million dollars, which is $40,000 a year. If you need that $40,000, what's the percentage that you're going to have to draw to get that $40,000 right. out of the 750? Because you're going to have to draw up, draw a much higher percentage off of 750 to get that 40, and it's not going to be 4%. If I lost $30,000, I'd be sleeping under a bridge. Okay, just want to let you know. So, you know, be careful. <laughs> it's not good. All right, Barbara in Moxville. Okay, I'm retiring from the federal government in 2023, and my husband retiring at the same time. Our savings are comprised of thrift savings plan, her 401, uh, his 4013B, 401K. Also had some shared money outside of her workplace savings and Roth retirement accounts, taxable income accounts. Taxable mutual funds, who should I consult to ensure my drawdown strategy is optimized to uh, minimize taxes? They got a lot of a lot of buckets there, don't they? A lot of lot of lot of moving yes. parts there, huh? Yes, they do. Barbara, I think you guys need to come in and see us. We can help you get those buckets organized and, and create an income plan and try to pare down and, and demystify um, your question about uh, minimizing taxes. That that would be my total recommendation come to the office bring in all your statements so that we can take a look at everything create an income plan determine um, how much you're going to need and then we can we can move from there in order to manage taxes you you can't manage taxes in arrears meaning that on april 10th of 2022 you cannot unravel what you did in 2021 for the 2021 tax year so the planning process eliminates that because it allows you to see things coming up over the horizon so that you can take action to mitigate um, not only risk but and and risk is a lot of things um, but there is risk in taxes because you know if you're paying too much in tax taxes um, that creates additional risk for you so you don't want to do that what are uh, some of our listeners may not be uh, familiar what what exactly are, are thrift saving plans those are government savings plans. If you work for the government, they have, it's a TSP is what it's normally referred to. Mm -hmm. And they have um, standard offerings. I think in the last few years, they've actually added another um, lifestyle fund, but it's it's the government's savings plan where, where you contribute dollars if you work for the, if you're a federal employee. 
All right, terrific. All right, Dick in Artsdale. I'm 56 years old and plan to work another 10 years. I have 18500 in a simple IRA with a financial planner. The amount was rolled over from a previous employer. My current employer offers a 457 deferred comp plan in addition to a pension plan. I'd like to I'd like the pre-tax advantages of either traditional IRA or 457 plan and like these funds to be supplement my uh, uh, pension. Uh, which choice would help me out to do that? In this scenario, Dick, we would again I, I not trying to avoid the question, but in order for us to give you a a proper answer, we would need to look at your total picture, your total retirement picture, look at all of your other assets, look at your pensions, and then determine which course of action would be the best um, best option for you. All right. I mean, I, you know, one of the challenges that, and, and, and we love getting questions from people and our listeners, but, you know, one of the challenges is that, is that, most people are conditioned that it's a it's a it's a one sentence answer to the question, and it just doesn't work that way. Um, when you when you come into our office, if you get a plan, it is your plan. It is customized to your circumstances, to your requirements, to your risk tolerance, um, to your income needs, and. And, and that's the proper way to do it. it, it it's, it, there is no one size fits all. It is normally, um, a bunch of things that are combined, um, to create the need or to create the di- income distribution that you're going to need. Um, so I know it, it, and, and it, it, it's just not a single decision. So it's going to, it's going to be several things that you're going to have to do. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's inches. So I always call it the inch game. So if you got 12 inches and you know, after 12 inches, you end up counting in feet. Um, so you want to put those inches together so you can get to the feet part. Yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, it's great. Like you said, we love listeners uh, questions, but, but we just don't have enough information for you guys to make a, a comprehensive uh, decision on this. We can certainly point them in the right direction and that's what you guys do. So yeah, most of the time, like I said, we don't know the whole picture. Uh, but one more question, Brett in Lexington, I was terminated by my employer. The paperwork they sent me said a 10% penalty for an early 401k withdrawal would be waived for payments made after separation of service if you turn 55 during that year. Do I need to roll the 401k over into an IRA first and then do the payments to avoid the penalty? That's a good question. That is a good question. And Brett, you do not want to roll that over into an IRA because once you roll it into the IRA and you tar- start taking distributions, then you are going to have that penalty. But again, circling back to other answers, in this particular situation, before you make any moves, it would be prudent to either come and sit and talk with us or meet with a, a financial advisor in your area and let them do an analysis or let us do an analysis to determine does that make sense for you to do that. But it does, you do, um, you will pay that penalty if you roll that out of the 401k into an IRA and start taking distributions at that point. Yeah. So again, measure twice, cut once. So we want to make sure that you're doing the correct analysis because once you move that money over into an IRA, um, again, you cannot unravel that. So, you know, we're, we're, as you can tell, we are very passionate about guiding clients through a secure and independent retirement. That's why we keep a few openings on our calendar for our listeners to sit down get a no-cost obligation assessment or second opinion to help assure that you're on the right path. 
The consultation will help you determine how prepared you and your portfolio are to handle dangers like inflation, market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money. We'll work just as hard to help you protect and grow it. Our strategies are often used by people with millions saved for retirement. You have the desire and commitment. We have the knowledge and expertise. So for the next 10 callers, give Stephanie or Kayla a call. Get a fact-based approach you deserve with better answers to your financial challenges and objectives by calling us now. We have offices in High Point and Mooresville, North Carolina. All right, just as we've been talking and tackling these problems on the show today, uh, we can help you access your plan and your outlook for retirement. Make sure on a secure path is limited, but a complimentary review will help you determine how prepared your investments are to handle the retirement pitfalls, including that dreaded inflation and Social Security, health care, emergencies, stock market, volatility, risk, and taxation, and all the things we've been talking about today. The number is 800-757-6062. Again, 800-757-6062. This is Wealth Over Taxes with Robin Whitlock and Kevin Sullivan. I'm your uh, consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and we're wrapping up the show today. And uh, Robin and Kevin, I'd like to uh, thank you, and I look forward to uh, talking to you uh, next week again. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Enjoy the rest of your day. Advisory services offered through Naples Asset Management Company, LLC, NAMCOA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas in financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Infinite Wealth Advisors, LLC. By contacting Infinite Wealth Advisors, LLC, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. Insurance products and advisory services may only be provided to residents whom an insurance agent or advisor is properly licensed or registered. Please consult with us or your financial advisor for more information.